Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks get out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my former Borg friend, Frank. How are you today? Hey, resistance is futile, especially when it comes to Beer with Geeks. How are you, buddy? I'm doing quite well, Frank. Quite well. Excited to be here to talk about all things cyborg with you, I think. Mm. That felt like where we were going with it. Um, sure. Sure. Anyway, what are you drinking today? I am drinking. So I picked up uh, a Sam Adams uh, summer uh, seasonal variety pack. Nice. And I I got myself, um, you know, you've got the porch rocker. You got the, um, the Sam summer, of course. Uh, but this year, this is, I believe a new one. And this is the, uh, summer adventure lager. And Ooh. this is really, really tasty. Like I, I really, really like the taste of this. Um, it's pineapple and lime. Oh, Ooh, that is an adventure. Um, a pineapple and lime lager. Um, and it's, uh, it's really, it's really darn good. Mm. Uh, it's still, it manages to be very light, while having that that uh, pineapple zest, pineapple that, that fruit flavor, mm. it's. I can kind of compare it to. This is not a one to one comparison, but just go with me here. You know how it's like the difference between soda and like flavored seltzer. Yes, like like orange soda versus an or- orange flavored seltzer. Of course, it's kind of like that in comparison with like other very pineapple or fruity beers, uh, where it's like no, you get a hint of it. Enough to still enjoy it, but not so much that it's overpowering. That's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. I I will get some. I will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will. Um, I am drinking a uh, topical, um, a topical drink, if you will. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm drinking an Earl Grey hot. Mm. Um, hot. Hot. Uh, because, Frank, truly, I think this was the one thing missing from the third season of Star Trek Picard. Was yeah, Earl maybe Grey the hot. only thing. That was maybe missing. the only thing, and I thought that having it on the podcast tonight at least would give us the full rounded next gen TNG experience mm-hmm. um, while we talk about the season, um, season three, the final season of Star Trek Picard. Now, Frank, I am on record saying that I really didn't care for the first two seasons. Right? I did mm-hmm. not really like. I did not really like the first season. I found I found elements of the second season good. Like I, I liked I, I liked a yes. good chunk of it. Is something still Me didn't too. Yeah. feel quite right, but it was definitely better. Uh and I freaking loved this season. This was the greatest thing that I've watched all year. Like Right? Yeah. Like quite literally the greatest thing I've watched all year. In in some excellent programming and movies and television and stuff already. 
um, this is the best. And it's mm. not just because it's nostalgia, because for me, it like it is and it's not because I like I have a like a cursory relationship with uh, Next Generation where I like I've seen a bunch of the episodes because I you know would go over friends' houses and be on TV. I've seen the movies a handful of times, but like my entry, my like real like interest in Star Trek were with the J.J. Abrams films especially the first one and and in a bit of the original series and so and then the those movies so like picard like i don't know just like it it truthfully it like elevated my star trek fandom to an s tier like it was nice. at, it was at an a like you know what i mean like you know you have s a b c going all the way oh. down Yes. And I would say that, you know, like DC and Star Wars are my S tiers. Lord of the Rings are my S tiers. And then mm-hmm. like, and then, you know, Star Trek uh, is, you know, in Marvel, I'd say like are the next step down. And then it kind of goes from there. Star Trek has just like, like bumped its way up where I'm like, I'm fully committed to watching all of next gen. I'm going to do Deep Space, uh, Deep Space Nine after this. I'm going to do Enterprise after that. Um uh, no, Voyager after that, then Enterprise. Like, then Enterprise. I'm, yeah, I'm in, baby. I'm doing it. Damn, I love this for you. Welcome. Welcome to the club of, like, Star Trek being on, on the, yeah, on the S tier. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Like, I'm so excited for you. Thank you. I'm so I'm excited, excited you're one myself. of us now. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, <laughs> I can't, I truly haven't actually felt this like good about being part of a fandom in a long time. You know what I mean? Like you get almost yeah. hated by your own fandoms or whatever, but I was just like, this is so pure and so wonderful. And I just can't wait to explore it, to have the same spirit of adventure that Star Trek has about Star Trek. You know, I'm curious and need to be, you know, it needs to discover. I'm just, yeah, it's great. It's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. So before we get into specifics, what did you what did you think about the uh, this season? Uh I I similarly um I thought season 1 was okay. I thought season 2 was started off stronger but ended up being okay. Um some things really intrigued me about it, but on the whole okay. Uh better than season 1 probably in general. Uh but season 3 was just you know, our friend Vactor has been saying it uh, over on Trechnopod. Um, like, this is what this show should have been since season one. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what it really should have been. And I respect that they had a different vision that it wasn't really going to be like a next generation reunion. It was going to be Picard's story. But um, I don't know. The stories that they decided to tell were less compelling than a TNG reunion. So I'll take the TNG reunion, yeah. please. Actually, Vactor sent us a video that I watched. It's like 20 some odd minutes. You should link it yes. in here. It is like why Star Trek, why Picard, or why Patrick Stewart had to be wrong about Picard for for season three of Picard to succeed. And that it is actually what I was saying even before I watched the video. And so I felt like vindicated or justified. I was like, yes, mm. good. Somebody else agrees. Is that like it, like the reunion felt good and earned and worth it because I watched two seasons of him almost floundering without like his crew. 
Like, you know, like, you know, like the captain is only as good as his team. Um, Mm, Excellent point. Yes. And that is. And uh, and so, like, whereas like his team was like, okay in the first two seasons, like there obviously stands out like, you know, Rafi is like a standout. You know, she was she was excellent and continues to be excellent. And I'm glad that's like a hang. You know what I mean? Like she that's right. You know, seven of nine being in there. Right. You know, was also like a great addition um but those are like one of them is directly connected to starfleet yep and the other one is also directly connected to starfleet you know what i mean like right. and right. that was kind of what what was missing from picard was just kind of the formality of you know or in some ways even more like the morality of tng or like the morality play of TNG, like the, the the first two seasons were really leaning into like uh just like here's a story that we're telling. Picard yeah. happens to be here. And you're like mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. And you're like, okay. I mean, more the first season. This because like, it would do things like, okay, so the, the Romulans are doing a thing, which is fine. Um, no problem with that. They're in a a, a refitted board cube. You think that would be any kind of significant? For you any think? of those characters, like even I, as a, like a previously tertiary like fan, would be like, "Hello," like mm. even I know that, like, right? Like, that's kind of a big deal. Um, sure. <clears throat> so, and I feel like this season two like fixed a few of those things. Like you know, like a lot of it had to do with Q, who like is even a character that like I knew of. You know what I mean? And, mm. You know, and stuff. And so then to kind of resolve part of that story. I just think that Terry, what's his name? Terry Metalis. Metalis. Um, sounds like a Superman villain. Um, <laughs> um, Terry Metalis just kind of said, "Yeah, we're we're gonna resolve an like an actual story here, like you know, because mm. like you can't a character Picard is so uniquely tied to Starfleet and his crew and the Enterprise." And the Borg and all these things, like you, you like actually resolve a, a real story, like in you mm-hmm. know involve the family that he was with. So, um, but anyway, yeah. Um, do you want to just go into spoilers? I think we might as well. Yeah. Um. Uh. I don't have any specific questions, so just tell me what like your general thoughts. What you you know what you liked, what you didn't like, all the all good things. Let's talk about you know the the big the big story at the beginning of this season, which was you know. Jean-Luc and Beverly have a son. Sure. Sure. Now, here's the song. Like, I didn't know that they were, like, a thing, not a thing. Like, oh, yes. But I thought Picard, the show, Star Trek Picard, sold me on the idea really fast. Like, I yeah. just kind of knew, even without knowing. And I was yeah, like, yeah. Was she, I guess she, was she, I, you know, like, was she had, you know, Wesley. I knew enough about Wesley Crusher. And, you know, like, and obviously he showed up in the second season. So, like, I yep. got enough context there of the, for, not the Forever People, Guardians of Forever. Is that their name? I forget what their I name is. I think it's is. Guardians of Forever. That might be it's, something different. I have no idea. Um, the Forever People is Jack Kirby thing. So, but, um. Yes. Um, uh, I just, yeah, I just, uh, I got it right away. And as, like, I knew what the show was about as soon as Jack showed up. Like, mm-hmm. you, know, yeah. you, you meet him and you're like, oh, well, obviously you are his son. Yeah. You know, like I have like <laughs> zero question about that. And I'm sure. glad that it also didn't drag it out. Like, you know, that it wasn't like an eighth episode reveal. Like, oh, by the That's way. That's right. 
Yeah. Like I just Yeah, it was Yeah, we just knew. I like the show had different surprises for us as the show went on. So like it made us care about the next next generation because it planted yeah, the seeds yeah. of them so carefully. You know, uh-huh. like, you know, the Borg organic seeds, if you will. So, you know, so, <laughs> yes, you know, so carefully. So by the time I, I, I care enough about Jack, then I then, you know, then the LaForge twins are the girl or girls are there. Girls. Yeah. And, yeah. And then like and all of a sudden now I'm like, oh, hello, uh, seven of nine Captain Show. Oh, great. You are going to do that. Thank you so much. Just yeah. what I wanted. Oh, with the next next generation. Thank you so much. Just what I wanted. Like, <laughs> yes yes yeah i just uh and like, that's the thing I, I didn't even know that i wanted that because uh, truthfully i yeah. didn't even really know who seven of nine was until i started watching picard like i knew the name like sure you, you know but i didn't watch um Vo- uh deep space nine um voyager. voyager um so well i didn't watch both so like you know you like go. i like it took me until this year to know like like okay captain cisco is on deep space nine um, Jane mm, okay. Is on yeah, Voyager. Yeah, yeah. Like it took me until this year to like place those characters in in where they where sure. they go. So seven before this, where they just sort of like, yeah, I know these names. I know yeah, there's a Janeway. I know, yeah. know there's Cisco. I know there's a okay. Yeah, yeah. they get they get mentioned in in different things that I you sure know, or whatever you know uh, different things that I've seen. Truthfully, Lower Decks has been like super helpful in like launching mm. me into Star Trek because it like. It cares not about whether you get the joke or not, or whether you get the sure. reference. But now you're like, but you're like, I want to know more about what you're, you know, about what you're saying, what what you're referencing, and all this. Stuff. Right. Yeah. I totally get what you mean. I actually picked that back up this week. Oh, really? Um, oh, good. Yeah, because now that now that Picard and the Mandalorian are gone, I have a little bit of room uh, in my uh, in yeah. my TV watching schedule. So I was looking for something to. To sort of do a slow binge on, and, mm-hmm. and lower decks uh, was was on deck. Nice, shall we say? Nice, very good. Um, so we get the we get the sun. So obviously, so now we're at about legacy, and like that's in some ways, the seasons one and two is Picard in search of his legacy, which yes. I kind of like. You know, like in like you think it's about you know saving the day again. Maybe that's his legacy, or maybe it, it's about you know resolving like resolving old issues or you know mm-hmm. tying you know with you know different things and like or maybe finding love or you know all these different things sure but, yeah but those aren't really legacy because they they fulfill his immediate need right it's not about like leaving an imprint behind and so i just kind of like that like you have this idea of like picard literally starts fresh at the end of season two like yes. you know fresh old body uh, and, and then, so like he can almost like adequately tackle this idea about the next generation, right? Mm-hmm. It, you know, mm-hmm. like what he's a part of, what he leaves behind. I just like that a lot. Um, I, I love that for him. I love that as a place to, um, to sort of land the plane, land the ship, yeah. you know, uh, I, I think that's a good ending spot for the character of presumably we don't see you know many more continuing adventures of of captain picard sure picard will appear in 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 things here and there or at least be referenced in things in the future um the same way that captain kirk still gets referenced today Mm -hmm. but um but i think you know this is one of the last times we're we're seeing patrick stewart play play picard um 
So to have it end here uh, on this note was like, especially after the show sort of took some twists and turns to have it end at the end of its final season in this place, talking about his legacy and having it be a satisfying ending that, that um, leaves the door wide, wide open for a continuing legacy in, in Jack Crusher and seven of nine and all of that. Um, yeah. I, I really, really liked the way that they landed this plane. Yeah, me too. And, you know, truthfully, it's not even what I think is the real success of the show is, is that it is still his show for sure. Yeah, that's right. You know, which is great. Like, it, I could never like, yes, the next gen crew is there, but it's di- and they land their own ships. All that's of right. Them, you know, but it still like focuses on him in a way that it it's still clear that it's his show. So I think it really well written because it, it never totally loses focus on its main character but still evolves characters that we've been waiting to see you know um, i completely agree with you they they managed to tie up everybody's storylines satisfyingly and and uh, in ways that felt earned mm-hmm. for every character every tng character but they told all of that kind of through picard's lens like you you constantly were seeing his relationship with each of those people, right? Like his relationship with with uh, uh, Data and with Jordy and with like obviously with Beverly, obviously with uh, uh, not Freaks, uh, uh, Riker. Riker. You know, like just you you saw his relationship with each of those people um, individually as well as as a group, mm-hmm. um, and and so you got to have exactly what you're saying. You you. It, it's through him. You're, you're you're getting an emphasis on him. It's still he's still the centerpiece of the show. But you still, if you're a fan of of those characters, you get to have the resolution of their storylines too. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, I, for me, the 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 placement of all of these characters like all feel like they've earned what the sh- like. Well, I mean, obviously, I haven't seen all seven seasons of TNG, so maybe you can correct me in some ways. But like they were so obviously the resolve of the arcs that they all had over the course of TNG. Yes. Something as really simple as like, like Jordy not wearing a visor anymore. Yeah. Right. Sure. You know, and being in, you know, in a higher command in Starfleet Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. you know, data's quest to be human, you know, finally fulfilled as close as one there. Yep. Um, the, the, um, Deanna and Riker's reconciliation, right? You know, so, like, Mm -hmm. did their son die on the show? Or was that, like, all Picard? That was all off screen. That was all off screen. And what you were seeing, it wasn't exactly clear, but what we were seeing at the beginning of this season of Riker sort of recapping everything that happened was being told for the first time. Gotcha, okay. Um, Yeah, that's where, like, where, like, newish to the fandom doesn't like you know like i was i was a little lost too i wasn't sure if this was something that was going over my head um as well but but my understanding is that no that was gotcha okay yeah so we were all in that together so what i really liked about all of that is that it's it (laughs) this is kind of strange but it gave me the story i should have had with han solo and and general leo organo oh yeah yeah because it is like obviously their son didn't die well at that mo- you know in star wars at the, it's a, you know in the same way but he was like lost to them and right. they 
had a hard time reconciling those differences and whatever else, but they like never resolved that conflict within right. themselves before Han Solo dies. And so it's just never resolved. It's an unresolved, like, and that's like the sequel trilogy in a nutshell, like the unresolvedness of these stories. Um, and so, and that's what I just liked about this season is that it was like, we're not doing that. We're like following the natural progression of these characters, understanding that this show or TNG specifically is a warm, fuzzy blanket. It is right. like, it is a utopian, like look at the future where they're like the main conflict is like, how much are we allowed to discover? Like that's, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, you know, and are people free or, you know, and, and so on and so on and so forth. So I just liked that they together had something to do. And truthfully also that Deanna had like something vital to do instead of just the, I feel something they're angry, you know, which obviously is helpful on the show, but like she's vitally important. Like, you know, she uncovers information that nobody else can do. Like everybody's got a moment. Everybody's got a thing. Um, yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah, they they were all they were all very well used. I, I keep saying the word satisfying, but I was I was just very satisfied with how how all of their storylines progressed, how they ended. Like like to your point, like it all was natural progression from the show, and and it just all felt really really satisfying and really fun to watch. I was like, after a couple of seasons of sort of the season starting out interesting and then not really amounting to much, I was sort of protecting my heart with this one and i was like okay but like you're making you're taking a big swing here by bringing all these characters in so is this is this, this seems good is this going to stay good or am i going to be disappointed again mm. yeah truthfully, <laughs> and it did, it, no it did it not didn't disappoint. disappoint no i truly no. i think every episode got better like yeah. so by the time it like really reached its climax there was literally n- there's nothing it did not misfire a single step it even like allowed them to like discover life again you know what i mean like, mm-hmm. the, you know, to fulfill their long lasting mission, you know, and like that kind of thing. And it's not just about like to discover new, like in some ways, like to discover new life is almost like discovering Jack, right? For sure. For, for Picard, like that's uh, to seek out new life. I just, uh, I think it just plays with everything so well. And they're not jaded older people. You know what I mean? They still believe in the ideals of, you know, what they did 30 years ago. Um, and I just like it, which is what season one and two of Picard really didn't play with. Um, yeah. And that is what, you know, is not naturally Star Trek-y about a start that Star Trek show. Uh, they were maybe a little too cynical. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was really just, uh, in characters that were cynical, like Captain, uh, what's his name, um, over there, the jerk who wasn't a jerk. Oh, uh. Oh gosh, I can't remember his name right now. Yeah, I, I've I've been really bad with with the names of new characters on this show. <laughs> yeah, me too. But you know what? He was Shaw, great. Shaw, Shaw, Captain Captain Shaw. Shaw. Thank you. Um, he was awesome. He was so good. And like, even he, like, with his like, oh, I'm just a jerk because you don't follow the rules. Well, actually, I watched you kill a lot of people, and I just yeah. really loved that. It like he, this everybody has a reason to act the way they act. And to do the things that they do. And, you know, even Worf, who is, like, on his quest to be, you know, to... Because Worf was raised by humans, right? Did I make that up? I don't believe he was. I thought he was. 
I thought you know, he this, was Klingon. This, I'm, I'm showing my own ignorance here. Let me. You will count this as my, my lookup. Look so like, so like, yeah. even his quest to like understand that side of his upbringing. Yep. Will... No, you're 100 percent right. Yes. Yes. I'm told you I'm a fan now. Um, and so, you are. Uh, um, and so like, even so, him to like go from, you know, zealot warrior to Zen warrior, right? Um, I just love that. But he was still obviously himself. I loved the last episode where Riker was like, you had a phaser in there the whole time. Swords are fun. <laughs> like, I just. <laughs> yes. Was, swords are fun. Swords are fun. <laughs> I just, <laughs> that and that and uh, and I will come and make it a threesome. I, di- <laughs> I died. You've got to hear that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you even hear yourself? Like, you know, <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> it was so good. Like, all of it was so good. And like, it's just it was the right amount of levity. Versus the right amount of drama, versus you know, the right amount of romance and whatever else, except for poor Saris, I guess. Who is Saris? No, Saris. Laris. Laris. Um, yeah, Saris is a completely different. Uh, that would be what an odd story. Picard is with. Uh, by the way, Picard is with. Uh, um, uh, oh my gosh, Spock's dad. Just for oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nope, Sarek. <laughs> yeah. That's it, Sarek. Um, uh, yeah, That's so she, yeah, she's <laughs> very the, different. I feel like that was really the only weirdly unresolved like story where it was like they were li- literally just had to get her out of the way so he could go on a like an adventure with his friends. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that was it. It was just sort of like, all right, let's <laughs> let's sort of tie this up and and set it aside so we can get back to <laughs> so we can get back to Beverly Crusher. Everyone, get Thank down you so to yeah, much. exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um. Did you have? Oh gosh, that's funny. Going back to the Enterprise, did you have the feels? What were those feels? Yes, that was beautiful. Going back to the Enterprise, like seeing those lights come on and seeing the old, you know, uh, Elcar's uh, interface mm-hmm. and uh, the the carpet, of course, the famous carpet, uh, <laughs> and the uh, uh, the lighting. Like it, fe- it felt so. It just felt. Like like home, it yep. felt very homey. Yeah, because um, you could very much um, you could have modernized it, but they they kept it. Uh, they shot it very similar to the way it would have been shot. I agree. The, the lights 90s. were like mood dimmed. It was like the underlighting of yes. your kitchen, yeah. almost. They, yeah. Yes, they tweaked a little bit. It wasn't exactly like it was. No, uh, I mean like the, the, it was eighty seven. The thing is shot in like high fluorescent like there's exactly. no sh- i key lighting ever there are no shadows on the enterprise everybody yes yes um you know what and you know it's funny i picard mentions the carpet right he's like you know i've been here together with you in this room you know or this you know the bridge i've realized what i've been missing this whole time is the carpet and yes. but for years i thought the carpet makes sense i say in a home that is not carpeted but like <laughs> like you know but like they're on a spaceship why make it sterile like make it make it slightly homey have a carpet like why sure. not sure sure why not it makes not? sense to me in in that fashion you know i like to think that just like in the time period that this show was made carpet was you know had had been was in fashion mm-hmm. um i like to think that the same thing was happening in the time period in which the show took place that sure carpet was having a moment uh and so the enterprise had carpeting at that time coincidentally just happened to be the same fashion that was happening on earth 
in in our time. time you know what they say? You know, you know, fashion and technology are cyclical, Frank. You know, that's that's very it's very true. Yeah, that's very true. So I'm not surprised at, in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Um, Q's reappearance at the end, uh, yes. to Jack Crusher. You know, like you know, like hey, I thought you died. He's like, hmm, time like time is not yeah. linear. How did you feel about that? Did you feel like like bringing Q back? Like not bringing Q back? What do you, what do you think? I mean, it it does. So I feel like the end of this, uh, the the many endings of the finale, um, the Return of the King style, mm-hmm, like there are totally. four endings to this episode. Um, it it did a lot. I mean, really, the whole season did this, but that those endings in particular did a lot to sort of say, by the way, season two of this show never happened. <laughs> it did not happen. So many of the things that we established in season two are just completely out the window. Season one, too, for that matter. But but. A lot of things specifically in season two that were inconvenient were just cast aside. You know what's and, interesting? It's like they are and they aren't because like Jack mentions that Q died. So like that's a, yes, like yes. obviously like they're mentioning it, but they're like, ah, time's not okay. linear. It, hand wavy. It, the time's yeah. not linear. It's fine. Um, Truthfully, I yeah, love that yeah. explanation. Like I, that was for me, that was great. That's all I need. You know, it was just enough. It was just enough. Yeah, it was just enough to be like, all right, I, I, you know, you're definitely hand waving, but I'll, I've, I've allowed it on other shows. I'll allow it here. Sure, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to let it bother me that much. Uh, but uh, uh, that, that it was a, was a, yeah, that was one thing that I was like, okay, so we're just pretending that we're just going to not pretend, but they're just explaining that away. Okay, fine. That and, um, uh, you know, the the whole, um. What the whole what, Frank? The what? Sorry, the what? I just lost my train of thought. No oh, kidding. I'm so sorry. Yeah, just, that's okay. I just lost my train of thought. Um, um, no, do you have it? Do you have it? You're doing, you're pushing your eyebrows back like you're a Vulcan. Um, mm. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I lost it. Um, no, but I, I that that was one thing was like, okay, oh, the Borg Queen. That was the other thing. Oh, sure. Uh, the Borg Queen was, you know, was not Allison Pill. It was not... Um, you know anything to do with the Borg Queen we saw in in season two? No, nope. uh, and I guess Terry Metallis said like, yeah, that that's sort of an alternate history thing. I guess the, the uh, way that the I kind of saw it, or the way that I in my head, I guess, is that because season two deals with time travel, in that like, like some things just like don't like time got flubbed. Sure. And but once you've done a time travel story, and there have been many in, in Star Trek, but once you've done that, it's sort of like, yeah, it's an alter, alternate timeline. That happened too. Sure. There's an alter, you know, Kelvin timeline. Yeah. This is a, just a different, this branched off the timeline we saw in season two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what? And that's, truthfully, I don't care because you know what? I'm probably never going to go back and watch seasons one and two, but I will definitely watch season three of Picard again. Yeah. Yes. You yes. know, like really, when it comes down to it, like when I'm finished watching TNG, I'm going to watch the movies, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. I want to watch season three of Picard I like to wrap this. it up because I may even skip the movies. Nah, I won't skip the movies. But um, like the ending, the real ending scene of them playing poker, you know, yes, is is a shot, like a that final shot is the end of TNG. I yes. not I haven't even seen that episode, and I know that you know what sure. I mean. Like that's wonderful. Like that's beautiful. That's the beauty of of this. You know, it's it's not so much fan service; it's show honoring. That's yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, it's show honoring. 
you know, speaking of that sequence, there was, uh, did you hear how, how that was shot? That, that they, it was scripted. There were, there were scripted lines for that scene. Uh, but, uh, Terry Metalis said, you know, deliver, de- you know, deliver the lines you got to deliver, but then just, just riff, just, just ad lib for a while. And, and in all of the, it's, it, they shot 45 minutes of them just sitting there playing around in character, messing around with each other, ribbing each other, totally improvising for 45 minutes. Wow. Um, I want to see that footage so bad. Sure. <laughs> I want to see the uncut footage. That's so, like so the bad. Peter Jackson Beatles documentary where it's just like, give me the yeah, raw, right. uncut, the messing just, around footage. Just, just give it to me. Just give it to me straight. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, cause it, it's so obvious. They, they like each other and not like yes. I'm acting like I like you, like Kirk and Sulu. Or Kirk and everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, or what, you know, you know, but like they actually get along. Like when I, when I was watching that video about, you know, why Patrick Store had to be wrong, like it, it, Frank had an interview where he said, like, you know, uh, Picard, Patrick Stewart brought everybody to his house, the original cast to his house and said, we're doing a Picard show, but it is just about Picard. Like he even had the grace to be like, hey, people I haven't worked with in 20 yeah. something years, like this is what's happening. Like that's how much this means to all of them it is wonderful yeah wow yeah it's just wonderful um what a what a class act well all just, of them. yeah all of them i just love them all so much um and i just i'm just jazzed to be in it now well you know yeah yeah you know amazing but uh anything else you'd like to say about uh picard uh, I I was so excited at the idea. I was hoping for a seven of nine series, like like totally reference earlier, and I was I didn't expect them to full on like sort of set up a pilot though at the end there, uh, and just be like, here's the premise. Like we can just write a pilot, plug into. I'm sure that's been written. Um, and 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 Terry better be show running. Is yeah, what exactly. I, yeah. Um, I, I have heard that there is, I guess there's a project in the works called Star Trek Legacy, and that, that this might be... Oh, sure. That might be what this is. That would make um, sense. That would fit. Yeah, because there's, there's the sec, um, Section 31 show coming yep. with Georgia, you know, Michelle mm-hmm. Yeoh, and then there's the Star Trek Academy show coming. Yep. Um, and then I guess this one plus um, plus um, Strange New Strange Worlds. New Worlds. Yeah. It just feels good that there's going to be a – I just feel like – this is kind of dumb, but, like, should there always be a show about the Enterprise? You know, Oh, like in the mix? Yeah. And I know there was obviously eras when there wasn't, you know, like Deep Space Nine overlapped with Enterprise uh, – with um, TNG. And then mm-hmm. Voyager was obviously not the Enterprise, right? Right. You know, but, right. but then Enterprise comes along, which is, right. you know, so, like um, – you know, and then the the movies and whatever. So, like, I feel like to ignore the Enterprise is kind of like I don't know, ignoring. I don't even know. I actually, I don't. I can't even think of a comparison. I would say something like the Millennium Falcon, like maybe that, uh, but like obviously there are tons of Star Wars things without it. So maybe, maybe it's like ignoring, like ignoring the, Luke Skywalker or something, or ignoring you know I mean? the Force or something ignoring like that. Ignoring the Force, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like it's there. Right. Even though may the force be with you, even if nobody's using the force, you know, that's right. part even, of it. Even in Andor, like the force is still a thing. A thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's it, it's kind of like that. But it, the, the Enterprise is a character. Um, I agree. Even when it's a brand new ship 
like that just gets rechristened. It's still sure. part of the legacy, right? So I, yeah. I hope that ends up being true. I mean, obviously they set up a, show, a pilot. That's what like I'm getting, you know. Oh, so yeah. like I'm gonna um and I will be there to watch it. Did you know that totally. Jerry Ryan is 55 years old? I looked it up. That's incredible, isn't it? Absolutely incredible. She incredible. just kills it, kills it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm, a, I'm a such a big fan of her. Just I love, I love her as that character. Yep. Yeah, big um, fan. Like again, I didn't even watch Voyager, and I'm a fan. Like yeah, yeah, yeah so cool. So. I'm so excited. Anyway, Frank, <laughs> uh, tell the people where they can find us. Talk about other things. Sure. Uh, you can find us at BeerReekGeeks.com. Uh, you've obviously found us in your podcast app. But please, uh, while you're listening, go ahead and leave us a rating or a review in that app uh, or uh, or subscribe and uh, and get every episode. We've got almost 500 episodes of uh, of all sorts of topics. So go ahead and check out the, the backlog and check out our, our other shows, past and present, at uh, thoughtbubbleaudio.com and if you like what you hear uh please support us at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio wonderful frank it was a pleasure to talk to you about star trek in such a uh a wonderful uh deep uh maybe not so deep way but either way i love talking with you as always so until next time cheers cheers